is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and today is a very special day because for the first time ever, we are featuring our Head of Growth and the Director of Marketing at Scalable and Digital Marketer. His name is Matt Swan. In the interview I'm about to share, our programming manager, Bethany Cowan, interviewed Matt on stage at our Certified Partner Training Day. In this interview, he talks about where his love for marketing began and his biggest takeaways after learning under marketing greats, business minds you know and love like Perry Belcher, Richard Lindner, Roland Frazier, and Ryan Dice. And most importantly, he talks about what's working right now at Digital Marketer. This one is jam-packed, so buckle up, and I'll let Bethany take it from here. Hey guys, welcome back. Sorry for the delay. Thank you so much for sticking around. We have a great conversation coming up for you. I'm so excited to welcome and be here with our very own Matt Swan. Matt is the Director of Marketing at Digital Marketer and the Head of Growth at Scalable. That means a whole lot of stuff that we're about to dive into. I'm really excited to have this talk today because he's just piloted a lot of new amazing things that I wanted you guys to know more about. And shout out to Jenna, who kind of just came up with this idea as like, that's doing all this amazing crap. We really should be talking about it. So that's what we're here to talk about it. So cool. All right. Well, Matt, welcome to the stage. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing great. Happy to be here uh, with everybody and excited to chat a little bit. Tell you guys what we've uh, been up to and get into trouble with and all the good things. So fun. We're, we're cozy, but we're about to get our minds melted away, guys. So let's dive right in. So Matt, what got you into marketing and specifically digital marketing in the first place? So yeah, I, I've got an interesting or, origin story. I was a strange little child and very <laughs> much loved infomercials, like super geeked out on them. And so I think what kind of changed my career path and what I was going to do was really when I was about 12. And I think we're going to have it here for you guys. Just humor me for it's one minute. It'll be quick. But this was kind of the moment that, that got me into marketing in the first place. So we'll just play this clip of this commercial really quick. One scoop in every load of laundry, it'll make your whites whiter. It'll make your brights brighter. As a stain remover, it's the best. Grass stains, clay stains, long live your laundry. OxyClean, the stain specialist. We've sold millions of our two and a half pound tubs for $40. But if you call now, we'll cut the price in half. Only $19.95. You'll also receive a squirt bottle and a super chamois absolutely free. If you call during this show, you'll receive a bottle of our world famous orange clean made with pure orange oil. It cuts through the grease and the grime, whether it's baked on in the oven or caked on the stove. You get all this for just $19.95, but call in the next 20 minutes and we'll supersize your OxyClean from a two and a half pound tub to a whopping six pound (laughs) bucket, nearly triple the amount, but you gotta call now. Here's how to order. So good. So, so good. So classic. As, uh, yes. As much as it's silly. And uh, why did I make you guys watch a clip uh, from an OxyClean commercial? It's because that's what really got me into direct response marketing in the first place. Uh, I actually memorized the pitch there at the end with the whole package, the uh, squirt bottle, the chamois, all that kind of stuff and went to my mom and begged her to call in. And she did. And when she did call in, then I also reminded her that while she was on the phone with the sales rep, that she must obviously take the double your order upsell and make sure that she got it all. And uh, I was so excited by that moment uh, in my life. And that kind of set me out for always want to have a career uh, in 
marketing in general, but more specifically direct response. So as I was coming out of college, I was dead set on working in direct response television. Mm. That is what I wanted to do. And then as I was graduating, college was the time when it was everybody was cord cutting and that industry was all over the place and not sure what it was going to do and what that was going to mean. So it was a choice of, you know, where do I want to go with this? And uh, fortunately enough, I guess it would have been seven or eight years ago, I found a job posting in Austin, Texas to come work for one Mr. Perry Belcher. And uh, that's all she wrote. It's that's been history ever since. So. all she wrote. It's incredible. And I, I just want to go back to that story when you were a kid a little bit. So you actually memorized that script as a child before you asked your mom to call yes. in. That w- you Like you were a child practicing like did you have it recorded on vhs you just went over it no over. that infomercial was literally everywhere so i had seen it multiple times at this point like so that, there was a build memorized up. it yeah i mean you know i got excited about it i was when i was uh fresh out of college and you know doing as we all do making ends meet i was working a job where i was selling stuff at the county fair and the guy across from me had the best pitch i've ever seen and he was selling mops and i memorized his entire pitch because it was just amazing and one night he let me do it as at the tail end of the crowd because he didn't want to lose out on any of his sales but let me let me go in and do it so, so how'd was, you do did you make any sales that day i think i might have sold one there was like two people there That's it awesome. was it was at the end so it was fine but i got to live my dream super sweet of him and i love that story that's so it's you know, you just this lifelong student of marketing. That's really powerful. So you're the head of marketing for Scalable. Could you talk about all of the things that you have your hands in? So many things. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So really, I'm focusing on kind of our portfolio brand. So obviously, there's Digital Marketer. We've got the Epic brand for Roland. We've got scalable.co, uh, which is a newer brand for us, as well as we've got True Conversion as well that, that we have. So kind of focusing across the board on all those four brands, looking at the growth initiatives that we have, setting the promo calendar, working with our copywriting team, our video team, graphics team, and doing all the build and launch. So it's kind of fun. I get uh, the chance to focus on you know, launching the new mm-hmm. and also helping our more mature, brand grow, mature brands grow. So there's that balance between between both, we always got new projects going on and fun things to do, but we also have uh, a brand that's been around for over a decade and getting to have that balance constantly. So that's kind of my my day-to-day focused, whether it's a new funnel, help stepping in to help write some sales page copy or emails, setting the promo calendar, meeting with the team, and just kind of seeing it across the board, making sure that you know what we produce out there is the same stuff that we we preach. Yeah. Making sure that we're following the same guidelines that we put out there that we believe in and the way we do marketing, making sure that we're living that and also making sure we're pushing forward to learn new things that we can share with our with our audiences. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited like that this is exactly what we're doing, having this conversation with our certified partners. Like you guys are on the front lines as much as we are, as much as Matt is. So I'm, I'm really excited to dig in more to this. So, all right. So speaking of growth, I know we recently had a huge conversion rate win. Can you talk us through the story of the button? And I'm sorry, I don't have a slide with a big like explosion there. Cause this is seriously how huge a story was for us internally. There was one button that was just unforgettable in, in terms of its conversion. Yeah, so it's interesting because I'll get into it in a second. I've got a couple slides I can show you guys, and when I when I get through it, 
many of you will be, you know, that makes sense. But I think it's a, it's a good anecdote for kind of the way, you know, to, to address with everything going on, especially in this industry we all work in that is so forward moving, moving qu quickly, constantly changing so much going on of taking a second to, to slow down and think back through it. So we were actually going in and had a workshop with Pedro Dow on challenges and we put everything together, had the sales page launch, everything we're super excited about. It. It's a hot topic, thought everything was going to be great. And when we started the launch, it was not anywhere near where we expected it to be. Yeah. Um, Which so, was shocking for everyone because it's yeah. like, what is happening? We know this works. We know everyone's excited to learn about this. So, yeah, no, exactly. So that's so we were kind of in a a point that we're like, what is going on here? Where did we miss? What happened? And so, you know, thankfully we we keep track of of all of our funnel numbers as we're going through that. And we noticed one really key thing was uh, our add to cart rate was abnormally off. So we started digging in and realized that just in the whirlwind of life and everything going on with this, you know, launching this as a live workshop, we had just grabbed a button copy out of, I'm not sure quite where I ended up on that page. That was just very uh, simple. I don't know if it was a, a placeholder at the time, but nonetheless, it got pushed out there and uh, we were pretty certain that was what it was going to be. So we ran a, a quick little test on it and uh, things were pretty great. I think we've got some slides. So obviously our, our control going into it was uh, simply purchase the workshop. And it was actually $95 at the time. The screenshot says $295, but that was kind of what we were considering our control. And that came out of just some of the the whirlwind of everything going on and selling different products and page duplication, all that kind of stuff. And so we threw up two quick variations on it. So variation one was add to cart with the savings on there. And the other variation was just simply to reserve your seat now. So just quick little split test out there, but it was far and away clear that our winner there was definitely that variation of, of reserve your spot now. And the results were just crazy for us. So when you look at it, actually our ad cart rate increased by 118%, <laughs> which then allowed us to actually go in and variation two ended up selling 68% more units than the control did overall in the promotion. So completely turned that promotion around. It allowed us to go in and actually hit our goals that we had had set for that promotion. And again, it's just, it's that lesson of always going back and, and looking at what you're doing and looking at those funnels and those things that come, that become controls and, and looking back and revisiting and making sure they're where, really where, where you want them to be and taking that extra time. And I think that was a, a great learning lesson for us that sometimes world don't happen. Sometimes things you're just going through, you know, you're going through so much and you forget to take a second to look back and look at what you're actually doing and, and things happen. And this was one of that time, one of those times and it made a, a huge difference for us by just taking that extra time. Shocking difference really. And so, you know, I think there's two lessons there really. There's of course, always go back and test and always go back and, you know, take a look at really what you're doing. But, you know, with all of your experience in, in direct response copywriting, I mean, can you go back a little bit to the, the different copy on the buttons? And I hope that these colors are translating for you guys. Yeah, no worries. It's like a white text on a, on a bright green background. So hopefully you guys are seeing this. Okay. So the first one says purchase workshop. So just kind of think about and feel how that really lands. And then variation one is add to cart. And then the, the really the winner being reserve my seat now. So from a, from a, from a copywriting standpoint, from a direct response standpoint, why does that one perform so much better? Well, I think it, there's, there's a couple of things in there. So when you look like variation one with the add to cart button, that's, that's kind of your traditional OG direct response, early days, online marketing way mm -hmm. to go about it. There's also the e-com play to it as well. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where we went with this there. But really when you look at variation two, that's where we're getting into 
really making that about the person and the decision that they're that they're making right. there. It's about reserve my seat now. And that's something that we really focus on specifically in, in copy is, is putting your customer first and into that position. And it's something that they're getting. It's that they're claiming it's their opportunity to be there and really using that through a lot of our CTAs. We end up using, you know, that type of languaging about the benefit to the actual end user themselves and less about what it has to do with the actual product. Absolutely. So if you guys are going to learn from, you know, our mistake, which Matt, of course, went back and fixed, go ahead and put that value and, and put that <laughs> just right out front there on, on your CTAs. Okay, cool. So moving on a little bit from the amazing button, you were at the helm of building and launching the Epic Challenge mm -hmm. that has now grossed over 10 million. Can you talk a little bit about your process for that? Yeah, absolutely. So this was a really fun one. So when I first kind of talk, talked with Roland about that offer, this was back in March of 2020. I was mostly then focusing just specifically working with Roland at the time and focusing on live events. We were really excited about the opportunity to expand live events. Roland had a great intensive that we were selling that was doing amazing. People were absolutely loving it. The feedback was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And we were looking like, how are we going to go blow this thing up and do was it all over the legs? world? That was legs. Legs. Yeah. And which stood for... Leverage exit grow scale. Mm -hmm. uh, and that thing was, it was, I mean, we were running them almost every month and filling up, you know, conference rooms really all over the world. There was ones that we did in London and, and all over the place and super excited about that. And then obviously COVID hit and that all entirely went away. So it was that, that panic mode of like, where are we going now? And so speaking of, of Pedro, you know, we had the opportunity kind of saw what he was doing with this challenge model and everything going on. And we we're like, that's where we need to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we kind of worked with him to learn, learn his process. And then it was time to really dig in and figure out where we we're going to go with this. Like we had some ideas, but everything we were doing was live events. It was completely different from, you know, from selling stuff online. Like obviously on the digital marketer side, all that kind of stuff, it's different. But for, for Roland specifically and Roland's brand, most of what we were doing was all live events. Right. It was all in-person sales. So that, that was a change for us. So when we sat down and, and I think this was the biggest lesson from it. And I think something that we as, you know, marketers can sometimes rush is nailing that hook. And that's really what it came down to at the end of the day. I think that's a lot of success of that offer came to, came down to that hook, which was basically, you know, laser targeting five, zero down acquisition targets in five days or less. Mm -hmm. But to get there, we went through, I'd say about a hundred different variations. I have a whiteboard in my office at home. And it was literally like corner to corner with ideas. We would then erase every, like half of it and then add more and then erase half and then add more mm -hmm. and just keep whittling it down and whittling it down. I think we probably spent three weeks on the headline itself. Wow. Nothing else. It was just about figuring out that hook. And I think that's so important and so key into the success of what we're pushing out there. And what we're doing is really nailing that hook. There's mm -hmm. nothing I, I, that I think that's more important mm -hmm. than that. And so we spent that time there. Once it was there, it was a, a matter of, of, you know, just putting together the copy. And But really, when you've got a hook that you believe in, you know what it's going to be and yeah. where it's heading, the copyrights itself, because mm -hmm. you know what you're putting out there and it really stands strong and you're not having to make a case for it because you've got the hook that you know you want to go with. So what's interesting, though, that a, lot of, a story that a lot of people don't know about that challenge is so once we did that, we started selling, it was going great. We're getting people on the challenge. We we're super excited. We had like 500 people in. But when we started that challenge, it's five days. We did not know 
what our backend offer was going to be. <laughs> All we knew is that we were getting people to pay $55 to be in a five-day challenge. We didn't know. We had some idea. We were like, there's content. There's something we can do. We can figure it out. Like, We'll get there. I'm not really sure. But we didn't know what we were going to offer because we just weren't, we weren't there. But we had a plan. So that's what was most important. So what we did was actually, we went in and I think I've got some slides. So we looked at, you know, uh, I'm sure many of you guys have heard of, of Ryan Levesque and we kind of took, it's not his exact method. It was a, a quick and dirty version of it, but, but the idea of letting your customers tell you what they want. Mm -hmm. So it was day three of the challenge. We put out our polls and we asked three very simple questions. So in there, the questions are, first one is what's stopping you from moving forward? Second one was, what's your biggest roadblock? And the third one is, what are you wanting more of? Just those three simple questions and asked it of all the people there. And as you can see on there, there's some very clear winners. So they wanted templates and checklists. They wanted, they had legal questions. They had concerns about that. They wanted a group to mastermind to work with. They wanted uh, to understand how to structure a deal. Mm. They literally told us exactly what they wanted. <laughs> So, it's so easy. <laughs> we did something really crazy, an offer, I got this one, but we gave them an offer that is literally exactly what they asked for. So mm -hmm. we had group mentorship, we had checklists and scripts, we had funding strategies, and we had legal consult. So we took that, that learning and that lesson to really go back and see how can we make this offer be what our customers want. And with that, the first challenge we did, we came up just shy of doing a million dollars yeah. with 500 people on it. Yeah. And what I love about this offer is that like, that really seems like a smorgasbord of options that mm -hmm. we would never cook up. Like we would never sit around and go, you know what the people want? They want checklists and legal advice and a group to mastermind with. Those three things just go together. And it, they don't, but it's exactly what the customer needs. So, you know, we're just going to take it straight from them. And I think that's a strategy that all of you guys can go and take. If you didn't take the challenge workshop, if you don't, you know, know kind of the way that Pedro, you know, walked us through all of that stuff, you you can do that in your challenges. You can ask them ex just to exactly what, what Matt just did. Ask them exactly what they want, turn around and give it to them. Even if you haven't developed it yet, you can. I just, I think that's so powerful. It's incredible. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that's, you, you said it perfectly. Like, you know, have them give back to you what you want, like what they want. And, and at the end of the day, what you're doing more than anything is you're serving your customer. Yep. Like what's, what serves your customer more than literally giving them what they're asking for? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So not only are we feel, like fueling them with the content that they needed to actually do what they were there wanting to do, we then supported them with those other pieces that they were literally asking for. Yeah, This is where I'm stuck and yeah. I want help. And one thing I really want to highlight for the partners, because we get this question a lot, how do I justify this really high price tag on my coaching when I've never done it before. And, you know, we just had Jim and Lucas on talking us through how to launch your coaching program and, and you know, how to structure it as a hybrid model so that it's scalable. How, how can I charge so much? This is how, you know, you're developing the offer exactly for them. And what's more valuable than getting exactly what you want. If you could get exactly what you want out of life, what is more valuable than that? So this is how you put that price tag on it through serving your customers. Like Matt said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, <clears throat> it, it's so important to look at it that way. And it, it's also a great point that, you know, a lot of us like to kind of, you know, panic when it's like, I don't know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. there, there is that panic too, but at the same time, like you, you get there, mm -hmm. you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much time I see people that waste because they want to go around in circles of what's my offer going to be? What's, what's this going to end up being at the end of the day? And it's like, 
there's no one better to tell you that than the people that you're talking to and that you're trying to serve. Like you could spend weeks and months trying to perfect an offer, but if you're not talking to your customers or talking to your prospects and understanding what they actually need, you could just end up wasting six months trying to figure out what you could have got an answer from in, you know, a couple of days of a survey. Yeah. Um, Shot in the dark. mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There was one thing I wanted to ask you as well. Okay. So when you were going through the process of developing the headline and you had an entire whiteboard filled up with hundreds of options and, you know, trying to nail that hook, you said after that, and I want to highlight this for everyone who might've overlooked it. He said, once you have your hook, the copy writes itself because they already spent hours and hours and hours when you're, when you're trying out different headlines and you're trying out those different hooks, those are all of the reasons, all of the features, all of the benefits and you've already written that copy a hundred mm-hmm. times. So when you sit down to actually bang it out, I'm sure you had this experience where it just like, it just came to you because you already did it all on the whiteboard. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. So yeah, I had pictures of everything we'd put up there. Obviously every time I erase the whiteboard, I'd take a picture of it because you never know. It's just something to live by is take a picture of the whiteboard before you erase it because mm-hmm. there might be something there that's magic that you missed. But so every, I was able to go back and reference all of those things. When I was looking through, you know, writing the sales letter for that, it was like, uh, there's this transition piece here that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I need something. I was able to go back and look and see, okay, that kind of, that's where I'm heading with this. Mm-hmm. And I see it there. We already had this headline, like what a perfect sub headline that I can now drop in mm-hmm. that goes exactly with where this, where this is going to go. Yeah. And, it, and it made that process so easy because at that point you've basically structured what it's going to be in your head by just going through that process of really identifying mm-hmm. what that hook was going to be. Yeah. All the copy has value. It just sort of has a different function when it gets down to it. Okay. This is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. All right. So a little bit more about you. You have learned under Perry Belcher. You've worked with Roland and Ryan for years now. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned working under these incredible mentors? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, really my first job in digital marketing, as we all know it, was with Perry Belcher, for those of you that know him. And that's really where this all got started for me. And it was, it was super exciting. And, and working with him and working with Ryan and, and Roland and Richard over the years, they really taught me a few, taught me a ton of things, <laughs> a few. but a few key <laughs> lessons. I want to... A few came out like it, it was going to go the wrong way. So let me clarify. Yeah, yeah, I have learned a lifetime's worth of things from them. But there are a few key things that always stand out to me. And I think first and foremost, this one is really, I'd say this one comes from from Perry and from Ryan is, you know, like there's literally nothing that beats a well-crafted, irresistible offer. And, you know, going through it time and time and time again with them, like if you're rushing your offer creation, no matter what industry you're in, if you're rushing your offer creation, like stop. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more important than that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like people want to rush through that and they want to get to all the other things and do all that kind of stuff. It's like nothing beats a well-crafted irresistible offer. Mm-hmm. What is it at the end of the day that that customer is buying? What is it that they want? Mm-hmm. What is that offer? And spending time living in figuring out exactly what that is, is so insanely important mm-hmm. and putting those pieces together. So that's number one. Number two, I'd say kind of as well from then is, you know, there's really nothing more valuable than high quality copy. When I first got a job with Perry, I didn't really know what copy was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew, but I didn't really know. And he just would continue to preach the importance of it. And I just understood that there's nothing more important to it. And it was just a matter of going back and getting to the basics and and really learning and growing about what copy is. Mm -hmm. And going back to the foundational works, 
Like there's obviously tons of amazing trainings out there from people that are, are current right now, but nothing beats going back and, you know, reading Eugene Schwartz and going back and, you know, even looking at old Agora controls that you can find all over, all over the internet. They've been doing it for, I think it's two decades now at this yeah. point. Yeah. In financial publishing, you know, looking in and reading, you know, Ogilvy as well and all that kind of stuff, like getting that foundation of those co those core like works is so important. And that's a piece that that I'll end up seeing, you know, a lot of people miss. They want to figure out like what's new, what's working now. Mm-hmm. What's working now is what worked then. Always. always <laughs> it always is. Psychology. Like it's, yeah. What what's working now is what was working then. Like I, I think Ryan will, you know, say a lot of times, like nothing at the end of the day, nothing in marketing is new and hasn't been done before to some iteration. And it's so true. And there's just so much that's foundational there that you can learn from there. That's just so important. Like, but then like when you look at it, yeah, there's a ton of ways to accelerate the success of your offer. Like there's sales videos, you can add bots and messenger and SMS and, and the list goes on and on and on. We all know the different tax and the, you know, the different hacks, the different tricks. But at the end of the day, none of that fixes bad copy. Mm-hmm. It can help. Maybe you shave a couple, you know, you add a couple percentage points to your conversion rate. You make a couple tweaks here and there, but at the end of the day, there's nothing more, more powerful than copy. Right. So that, that was number two. And then, and number three was test everything. And in this career, I firmly believe that like you are going to fail. It is inevitable. And, and I liken it to, I'm, I played sports growing up, so I'll use sports analogies. Sorry for those of you that don't <laughs> like sports. It's what sports I, it's, <laughs> yeah, the sports balls. But when you look at it, so in baseball, a hall of fame caliber hitter, fails seven out of every 10 times they go up to the plate. They literally, their, like their career, they are looked at great. If they fail seven out of the 10 times, you are considered to be on like Hall of Fame caliber. Mm-hmm. Like that's the ultimate goal. So I just can get a hit three out of every time, 10 times I'm up there. Like that's a 300 hitter. That's phenomenal, especially if you can do it throughout a career. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I look at the same way with marketing is like, there's going to be times that you fail and it's going to be inevitable, but, but pushing through those failures and having that thick skin to keep driving, keep learning and learn from each and every one of those failures is an opportunity to grow and not as a reflection of like who I am or the work I've done or anything like not taking that as a reflection of, uh, of you uh, as a marketer and really looking at it as like, this is an opportunity to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fail and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Now what I do with that failure that's the important piece. Yeah. And every single failure is, is an opportunity for growth. And, and I think that's absolutely what, you know, you know, Ryan has instilled in me, you know, even with, with Perry and everything, you know, Ryan will stand up on stage and tell you when he was wrong yeah. or tell him, tell you about a time that we've, you know, as something failed and all that kind of stuff and being open and being okay with that because it is such a learning lesson. So of the many and many, many yeah. things that they have taught me, those are, are three of the big ones that, that really stood out to me. Yeah. That's huge. I want to go back to one of the first ones you said specifically, I guess the second one might've been about copy. Yeah. Thank you. Cause we, we have some notes here that are helping me keep on track. So when you have that well-crafted irresistible offer and you have that, you know, basically just super high quality copy, what you said was you can add little things to it. Like you can add the sales video, you can, you can add elements to your page that really help with that. But I want to highlight for, for those of y'all that don't feel like copywriting experts, and I'm, I'm certainly not one, I'm a, a novice myself, but what I understand about what makes bad copy bad is that it's, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's not that it's illogical. It's not that it, you know, it sounds bad. It's just that it causes confusion. And 
any element of confusion where if you have a great sales video and bad copy, and there's just that moment of friction there that will, that will seriously affect your sales. And I just, for, for those of you partners who are, you know, transitioning out of freelance work into launching your agencies, and you're thinking about who I should hire and what I should outsource and all of that important stuff. I just, I cannot highlight enough, like Matt said, how important just like really expert copywriting is. So if you're not already a student of copy, I mean, you know, you can see firsthand how important it really is. If you're not a student of copy yourself, just make sure that you're working with people who are, because it's just, it makes all the, all the difference in your business. Yeah. And and I'll say two things about that. One of the things is that copywriting is and should be formulaic. Mm -hmm. There is formulas to writing copy. There's formulas to laying out landing pages. Like there is ways to do that. And there's training. We have trainings galore about it. (laughs) So I won't go into, into all of that, but really it is, it should start with a formula. Yeah. Cause that's there. You're not starting with a blank screen. You're starting with understanding where it needs to go, the key pieces you need to have and and getting out there and really looking at what other people are doing. Like I don't see as a marketer, there's nothing wrong with modeling after other people that have come before you Mm -hmm. looking at what they're doing. Now, Ripping someone off is not cool. Yeah. Like that's that's not a jerk okay. <laughs> move. But looking and seeing what they've what they've done and how they've structured sales pages and like other people that are out there and you know, writing their email copy and all that kind of stuff, looking and seeing what skilled people out there are doing, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just don't rip them off. Hey DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> do, it, do it your own way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's an important thing to understand. It's like, yes, copy to an extent is an art form, mm-hmm. but it is also very formulaic. Yeah. So having that foundation, it can seem scary at mm-hmm. first and can mm-hmm. seem like, Oh man, I don't know how to get there. But if you start with a formula, it makes it a lot easier. Awesome. That's a huge tip. All right. So what's working now? What's working now for digital marketer? There's a lot that's working really well for us, but what's working the best right now? Absolutely. And I'm going to grab myself a drink of water because I forgot to bring my water up here. Go and for it. I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like. I think I have my big old jug. I don't know if you guys have seen this before. I literally carry this around with me everywhere I go. It's very, yeah. very obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's working now? So yeah, this actually came up with one of the partners with Gareth. He was asking me, Ryan did his uh, Blitz workshop. I think it was late last year. And he was asking like, are you, are you guys still using that model? Is it still working well? And the answer to that is 100% absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And so I've got, I've got a quick example. I'll kind of walk you through. I've got quite a, you know, I got a couple slides on this. So recently we launched DMM on there as an abbreviation, digital marketing mastery, uh, our newest cert and kind of rounded out our 12 certifications that we have here at digital marketer. And we absolutely followed the the blitz launch formula. And for those of you who are like, what's a blitz launch, there's an entire workshop that Ryan has about it. You want to check it out. But basically it's a multi-channel awareness launch for, for a new product. So in a nutshell, but essentially, so really at the end of the day, what Ryan, what Ryan talks about and like what the core concept of a, of blitz launch is, is really unifying your messaging around 
a big idea. So for us, for Digital Marketing Mastery, our big idea was, was this concept of the T-shaped marketer. So the idea that a marketer would have, you know, really both width and depth of knowledge. So width of knowledge and understanding the core disciplines of digital marketing, but also having that specialized depth in, you know, one, two, three of the different fields. So, you know, maybe like, you know, you're specialize in paid advertising, but you also have a competency and an understanding that you could, you know, you understand an email series and how that needs to go out and how it needs to trigger. Now you may not be like, I'm going to set up every automation and the tagging and the blah, 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 but you understand the, the core concept. So kind of having that, that breadth, breadth um, of knowledge and also that depth of knowledge. So that's the T-shaped marketer. And so it started with a blog post. It started with content and we started kind of filling up this pipeline. So we had, you know, ads we were putting out there about the content piece and driving people to it. And just, you know, as we kind of prep for that launch, I think we drove something like 25, 30,000 people just from boosted content posts to that blog post and kind of set that, that tone. And this gets back to that multi-channel. So we have the blog, we've got the boosted posts, and then we start adding. So from there, we're adding, you know, we had this, the, the sales page ready, which also passed through that idea of the T-shaped marketer. So, you know, right, today's marketers have to be more agile than ever before. And we kind of took that idea and talked about what that means for a T-shaped marketer. And then from there, we, we kept adding. So we had the first launch email. It was, what's a T-shaped marketer? And driving people to like how they can become T-shaped with this digital marketing mastery course. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, that's a hello bar that we put up on the blog. As soon as the launch went live, it was saving $800 and you become a digital uh, certified digital marketing specialist today. So we had a hello bar across the blog. And for those of you, if that's like, what's a hello bar? Let me clarify, because that's a very specific. Basically, it's the little bar at the top of the site that pops down. Hello bar is a company that does it. I don't know if there's a specific thing. I guess it's a notification bar, but it's essentially a little pop-up at the top of the top of the website when you hit the, the page so that popped down and then we also had pop-ups on across our entire blog talking about taking them into the sale not only that we had uh we had in our newsletter we had ads that we were pushing out there both from a boosted social and from actual you know advertising and and targeting so when we talk about a blitz launch it's that multi-channel approach we had content on the blog. We had content on social. We had uh, our landing page that cop that brought through that big idea. We had paid advertising. We had stuff on the website with pop-ups and with Hello Bar and, and, and kind of all that, all those different channels, everywhere we could gather attention, driving them to that one single unifying idea of the T-shaped marketer and ultimately into the purchase of digital marketing mm -hmm. mastery. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that we all care about, the results. <laughs> what did this actually do? So at the end of the day, we did a seven-day launch. Oops, I broke it. Sorry. So there we go. We did a seven-day launch. We sold just over 500 units of the program, converted over 5%, which for us is, is pretty darn solid on a, on a $200 product. We added 100 new members to Lab. We had a $224 AOV. And in seven days of effort, I think maybe we spent a couple hundred bucks in ads. This promo brought in well over $100,000 in those seven days. Awesome. So for us, that's, you know, that's us living, you know, what, 
what we teach in, you know, Brian, Brian's blitz launch strategy, there's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. We went out and we had, we knew exactly what we were going to sell. And we went out and grabbed as much attention as we possibly could and pushed them all to that one unified big idea and the results speak for themselves. Yeah. And so that, that's really exciting. So yes, it's still working. Yes, we still use it. And yes, we still love it. So Gareth, I, I don't know if he's on today, but I'll uh, make sure he sees the recordings. Yeah. Uh, and so if you haven't implemented a blitz launch on your own, now you know. Go try it. It's not something old that's just sitting in lab. It is still working. Awesome. Okay, cool. What else? Yeah. So the other one uh, that we're talking about are big ideas. It's so important right now. And I'll I'll get to exactly what that means in just a second here. But really, we're using a a lot of this big idea in both our webinars and our email series, as you see there in some of our content and our sales pages as well. But, you know, as you guys know, right now, like there's more noise than ever on social media, in your advertising channels, in people's inboxes, like there is just more noise than ever. And it keeps compounding every year. I feel like people have been saying that for the last five years Mm -hmm. because it just keeps going up. It doesn't stop. So to really, you know, really there's almost nothing more powerful to break through the noise than the question. Like if you go up to someone and say like, Hey, did you hear what happened? Or Hey, did you see what happened? No one's going to be like, I don't want to talk to you. Like there's, there's that curiosity Mm -hmm. in us as humans to be like, no, what happened? Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of like, that's the hook of the big idea. So really it's, it's this idea of, you know, something happened, which means, and therefore you must. And that's really how we're looking at structure. And I'll I'll show you how we use that because that was kind of a quick overview of it. But that's really what we're harnessing in with a lot of what we're doing right now to break through the noise, to stand out is using that structure of, uh, hey, did you you hear what happened? Did you see what happened? And so we specifically specifically did this with our fractional CMO launch when we had that. So here we did with the the same, this was just a blog post, but I'll show you the ads where it got the attention. So the one question you need to to grow your agency, that was kind of like the, what? Like, what do you yeah. mean? There's only one question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that content piece and explaining I'm asking what that a lot of questions right now. Yeah. You're telling me there's one. <laughs> yeah. So, so that idea of kind of grabbing that attention, putting out there with having the same content post, like I showed with digital marketing mastery. And for this one, we went with the webinar. And so really the big idea here that we were going with for Ryan was, you know, how to capitalize on the pivot to digital by launching your own outsourced CMO consulting practice. I wouldn't be surprised if someone on here has seen this webinar, but that's really that big idea. It's like, hey, did you hear what happened? No, what? Fractional, like fractional executives are a thing now. Mm-hmm. What? What's a, what's a fractional executive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you about it. By the way, we've got this great training on how to be a fractional executive, and in this case, a fractional CMO. So go sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been super powerful for us. Actually, it's it's pretty wild because what this has done by harnessing the, that idea of that big idea, and Ryan references this in the Blitz launch as well, workshop if you guys want to check it out and dig deep. We've been able to take our cost per registrant for webinars. We've had a few different webinars for this program over the years, and they were they were creeping up. Mm-hmm. So we we had to look at it. So we were able to take it from about $20 a registrant down to sub $5 a registrant. Wow. And that's about that breaking through the noise. Yeah. So at scale, we kind of reach some of these constraints where you really have to get people's attention. They don't know, you know, there's people out there, they don't know who digital marketer is. Why are you hitting my newsfeed? Right. And why should I care? And that's where that idea, that big idea stands out. Like this is why you should care. Right. And so it's allowed us to drive our cost for registrant down to sub $5 just by making that change alone and decreased our cost for acquisition down 83%. Woo! 
Does that sound um, good or what? Eighty-three yeah. <laughs> percent. So, yeah. So those are those are some of the the big wins and the things that we're really focusing on right now. But you'll see throughout basically everything I talked about, like the foundational piece of that is is really nailing your big idea. If you want to know how do I do that, how do I find mine? Like I said. Ryan talks about in the Blitz Salons workshop. It's all in there. And I'm sure we'll probably end up having a workshop or something about it soon enough. We want to dig deep if there's enough enough demand for it. So we'll definitely dig in more. But that's really what we're focused on now. And it's really making a huge difference at scale, allowing us to break through the noise, allowing us to find and acquire new customers and really get get the attention out there. Absolutely. And so the moral of that story is, guys, if you want to learn more, please go back to the Blitz launch. If you've done it before, if you've done it a while ago when it came out, go back and give it a revisit because it is still crushing it for us here at Digital Marketer. Okay. So what did we have to sort of pivot away from? What didn't work so well? Yeah. So what we're kind of moving away from right now, and I want to temper it because there's still ads out there. People be like, well, you didn't actually move away from it. We did, but let me tell you. So we have kind of moved away from the direct to membership model. For the longest time, we were going direct to trial, direct to membership. You'll still see we have ads out there for direct to membership and direct to trial. So the reason I say we're moving away from it is we're moving away from it as a core acquisition strategy. Yeah, yeah. We're not moving away from it as a strategy at whole. Again, it goes back to that big idea. So we're able to go out and find, you know, cold traffic customers out there to become prospects with having that big idea. And so driving them to a trial, driving them to, you know, become a member of lab is not really cost effective in that type of strategy. And frankly, it doesn't really break through the noise right. quite the way that that kind of nailing that big idea does. So, so we've moved away from that. We're really focusing that more on kind of that, that engaged audience, the people that have been around, they've been watching content, you know, they've been looking look at our blog posts, we're, we're pixeling them for that. So we still have campaigns live, absolutely, that are performing well. But from a peer acquisition strategy, especially especially to colder traffic, we're moving that away a bit. And also, we've been able to really hone in and focus in on our back-end funnels to the point now that in our house promotions, we're seeing anywhere from 15 to 20% of people that purchase a workshop, that purchase a certification, that purchase a playbook are actually becoming paying lab members. Yeah. So just really honing that in. So going with that value first approach, not mm-hmm. you know bringing them in on some of these things they're excited about, bringing in with the big idea and mm-hmm. those trainings, those webinars, like the value first content that we're bringing them in with then bringing them in and, and turning them into customers yeah. once they're on the list and ascending them into then now let me tell you about lab. You know about us. Mm-hmm. Like we've provided value. You've responded that you're interested. You've shown that with your wallet in this case. Mm-hmm. Now let us let us open the doors to everything that we have with lab. Yeah. And the 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 results have been great on that. So yes, we're pivoting away from it from like a direct on the nose yeah. front end, but it's because we're looking at what's other ways we can get people there in their journey. And so, that strategy is so much more rooted in like a direct response model where it's just like, we're going to identify that problem for you right away. We're going to solve that problem for you right away. And then after that, we're going to open the door and go, here are all these other problems that we can solve for you. And for you guys in agencies, you you do so much. You might not be niched down yet. You ha- If you haven't niched down yet, that might be something for you to do in the future, but you can niche down in your acquisition strategy and just solve that one problem. And once they get in the door, then it's like, okay, where can we go from here? Okay. Awesome. Cool. What else? Uh, yeah. The other thing we're pivoting away from right now that you won't see is us doing as much as kind of that mini class model. It's still a great, it's still a great model. Mini classes still absolutely work, but in a high ticket, you know, kind of 
for the longest time, they were used to sell high ticket. And I think in today's kind of day and age, they still work phenomenally to sell a little bit of a lower ticket. But in terms of selling a higher ticket product, we're moving a bit away from the mini class. Now that's specific to our energy, or to our industry, because I know people that are still killing it with mini classes direct. So yeah. by no means am I saying that is not a strategy that no longer works. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's that's kind of what we're pivoting away from specific right. digital marketer. And, and I think that does does come down to to kind of an industry specific yeah. situation. So depending on your clients, what verticals they're in might perform really great for them, but not so much for us. Okay, cool. All right. So what levers are you most excited about pulling for the future. Yeah, I'm excited. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, spe- specifically at Digital Marketer, uh, I'm excited we're moving back to uh, an accelerator-based be- model, which we haven't done in years. For those of you that have been around for, for a little while, and you've probably heard of our, our Let's Build series, mm-hmm. Let's Build a Predictable Selling System, Let's Build a Profitable yeah. Traffic System, the the Machine, all of those. So we're, we're really looking back at that model, that, excel- that cohort-based accelerator model, yeah. where people get that hands-on mentorship. It's not just take this course on your own when you want to do it. It's mm-hmm. this idea of, okay, you're going to come in and you're going to get that content um, that you want and you can watch it you know, as you go. You're going to keep the recordings. You'll have all the content, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. for eight weeks, we're going to sit down or six or whatever it ends up being for that specific program. We're going to sit down and really walk you through. We're going to have expert people there that are going to help you through it, that are going to walk you step-by-step, that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to you know, be there along the way to answer your questions and, and really add that extra level to the customer experience. So yeah. very excited about that. I think that's going to be fun, fun level for us to be adding in there. So that's, that's going to be exciting coming up here. And then we're, I mean, probably behind the ball in this, especially after Cosm talking today, the, the Google expert, but I'm excited that, that we're kind of getting back into the YouTube and Google game. Facebook is still our, our number one. It's still mm-hmm. our love right now, but we are going to start, you know, really working on our presence in YouTube and Google. Cause I think it's, it's something we're missing out of. Yeah. It, it's that balance. Cause there's going to be set of like, when you know a channel and you know, you can get the results, like going all into that to build and, and really to, to bring in that customer, let's build your list up, build your, build your growth. Absolutely. And then sometimes it's it's time to, to, to diversify a little bit. So really excited about digging into to YouTube and looking at how we can use YouTube now with the big ideas that mm-hmm. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How are we now going to use YouTube where we can grab that attention with that big idea just in a video form yeah. to then drive those people to the webinars that I was talking about? And then on the Google side, really looking at what we have with our certifications and, you know, really digging into kind of the career leveling up side of that and going out there and finding people who are looking to advance in their career specifically, specifically in marketing mm-hmm. and using Google to go out and, you know, mostly probably do Google display and a little bit of Google search, but to go out and, and serve what we have in our certifications, to those people. So those are kind of the three big channels or three levers that we're focusing on right now that I'm really excited about that. That should be a good time. Awesome. I want to go back to the accelerator a little bit. So for those of us who are sort of new to that word, we, we just had an an awesome session right before this all all about coaching. So how is it different from coaching? How is it alike to coaching? You know, how is the accelerator different from some of the other programs we offer just a little bit more about like, what is that? How is it structured? And, you know, if I'm an agency, is there a version of that I can deploy myself? How does, how does that go? Yeah, definitely. So I, I think where it's a bit different with, with coaching is it, it's more of a one-to-many approach, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so it's bigger groups, like you know, an app an accelerator. Like when we did the machine back in the day, we'd have a couple hundred students yeah. in there, and you're talking one or two instructor for a couple hundred students. So it's that extra level from just a course where you actually have a human being there walking mm-hmm. through it. 
But more than anything, the key with the accelerator piece mm -hmm. is the, the peer mentorship. That's the real piece there is they're actually getting in a group with other peers that are focused on the same things that they are. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing each other along over this, this specific period of time to, to implement, to execute, and to get results on what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, that's the major difference with like an accelerator over coaching where we're a lot with coaching. You're, you're going to dig in and really get to know that specific, you know, client's business, let's say, mm -hmm. and spend that extra time with them. This is, this is more of a, a one-to-many guided approach. Mm -hmm. That's really harping on that community where people can, can work together to get those results more so than just like, I got this course and I'm going to go through it on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And if I have questions, well, hopefully I can get them answered next week. Instead, it's like, well, I'll just pop into the community yeah. where all my other buddies that are going through this that's are right. and ask right and ask right now and get the answers I need. So I think that's a major difference. And, and I do think, you know, from an agency perspective, I think that is something that, that you, you definitely could implement with that one-to-many kind of guided approach if you're pushing someone through to learn something new. And it's also a great way to give them a taste of what that kind of one-on-one -on -one experience would be like without them, you know, having to go for the one-on-one, the -on -one, you know, ticket price necessarily, depending, depending on your rate. So there's something there, but it's really, you know, the accelerators are about having a start date, mm -hmm. an end date, and an end result. Right. And, and those are kind of those, those key things. And what is the time frame typically on our accelerators? Uh, I've seen them. They're all across the board, anywhere from four weeks to 12 weeks. So, so it's a big outcome that we're going for. Yeah. You're going for, for something pretty big. I mean, when you think about like, let's talk about the machine, which is all about email marketing. At the end of that, you are literally building a full email automation system with mm -hmm. indoctrination, indoctrination series, nurture sequences, like promo follow-up, ascension, upsells. Like there was there was weight to that mm -hmm. and what it was. And I think, I think it was the first one was either six or eight weeks, something around there, mm -hmm. which was an understandable time commitment to get that done. But also the reason it's an accelerator is because we provided them with the templates, the tools. We said, you know, here's the exact platform you're going to use. If mm -hmm. you want to follow our exact method to the T, you mm -hmm. know, at that time it was, you know, here's the specific platform to use. Here's the templates you, you need. Here's mm -hmm. all that goes along with it. So we're able to accelerate their results in those eight weeks by giving them also the templates and the tools to go with it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really excited for everything we have coming up too. Okay. So last thing before we head to questions, do you have any advice for our partners? Yeah, I think this one, this is one that always sticks with me. So I'll just share, I'll share what I, what I think about. So uh, something I kind of do a reality check with a lot is, you know, kind of that idea of not growing past your customer and not growing past your audience. I see it happen a lot, specifically like entrepreneurs, as they continue to grow, their audience grows up with them to an extent. And then you get to the kind of this point where you're kind of at a different place than when you got started. When you got started and serving that, that pain that customer has or, or giving that benefit to that customer, you've grown up, but sometimes I see that customer get left behind. And I think that's a good kind of spot check as you're going through and looking at, you know, where you've, where you're at, where you've been, where your customer at, where your customer's at, and just make sure like if you're not getting the results that you think you should be getting from what you're doing and something's changed, take that extra second to make sure, am I still serving that original customer? Like that, what got me here? Am I still serving them you know, the, the same way I did when I got started that really kind of spurred this growth mm -hmm. and, and moved me to this point because we can kind of get away from that a little bit. And, and as we grow and want to do more and, and absolutely growth is, is fantastic. And that just means you're going to get better mm -hmm. at serving that client, but make sure to meet them or the, that client or customer, 
but make sure to meet them where they're at yeah, and help them get to where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that, you know, if you, if you've been in the business long enough and you've done a lot of growing and you, you find yourself kind of, you're seeing those gaps start to happen. Maybe I'm not serving my original customer as well as I, I once was. Is that not then an opportunity to, to consider something new? Consider a new, a new launch or a new customer? Or is that, do you think that at all parallels a little bit what we've done with Scalable.co? Yeah, I think that's absolutely an opportunity, you know, because at the end of the day, with a brand having a mission. So, you know, a digital marketer, it's, it's doubling the size of small businesses <clears throat> and really helping those, those people at that stage that they're at. And, you know, but we also had customers that have been with us for eight years yeah. plus, yeah. and they're at a different point in their journey. And that's really what spurred the launch of, of scalable.co, which is kind of that, that next step of in that entrepreneurial journey that people can kind of move on to can graduate onto for lack of a better term. It's just, it's a next step. It, it's a next piece that can go along with it, but that allows us to make sure that we're serving that core audience, that core customer at digital market the best we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And also giving people a place where they're like, well, you know, I'm not doing my day-to-day marketing anymore, or I've got a marketing team that handles that. They use Digital Marketer to learn and to continue to grow, but like I'm focusing on working above my business mm-hmm. and I'm over here doing these mergers and acquisitions and this and that and everything else. It's like, okay, well, we have we have a place for you to continue to, to grow with us and that's scalable.co, but we're not leaving anybody behind. Right. We're going to be with them throughout the way. And I think as a business owner, you have to change, you have to chase wherever your passion is at the moment. So it's just like you, you really start, you really cut your teeth with a certain kind of customer and you're going to continue serving them as long as that love is really there. And then maybe you can indoctrinate, you know, team members to take that on for you and they fall in love with that customer. And then if your growth after, you know, 10 plus years in marketing, actually, I'm super passionate about mergers and acquisitions now. I'm super passionate about, about growing a business in all these other ways. You're going to find customers along the way that, that match you where you are. So I just, you know, I, I think it's really cool that, that we have all of this going on and that we can, we can share it with our partners specifically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. I'll say it's, it's still, it's still ongoing. We're, we're still learning and growing as we go and, and providing updates, you know, as, as we're learning what we're doing, you know, obviously there is some concerns over like, you know, ways we're going to get some of the tracking information and whatnot, but we are finding that we've got, you know, the ability with the eight kind of core events there that it's going to be allowed to track that we feel confident that we can find the ways to get the data we need and to reach the customers that we need. But that's also, that brings up a great point as to when I was talking about, you know, levers that we're excited to pull going into Google and YouTube and diversifying. What a great day, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so fun. I, you know, I, I learned a lot actually that I, probably should have known more about before this conversation, but we all really enjoyed it. Guys, give him some love in the chat. Thank you so much for being here today. Matt's in the community as well. So if you have questions later on, just feel free to tag him. He loves Facebook tags. He'll get back with you whenever he has a night's sleep, which is, you know, about once a month or so. (laughs) Coffee fixes everything. (laughs) Coffee fixes everything. Guys, thank you so much. What a wonderful partner training day. Really appreciate having you on. I know we went ran a little bit late, but thanks for sticking around. All right. I told you that one was jam-packed. I would recommend listening to this one a couple of times and taking notes. So maybe not while driving. (laughs) As always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye.
Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.